We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Steven Adams is a monster, man. He's a, <laughs> he's a monster like somebody from Game of Thrones or something. Like we call him because like he's never early or late, he's always <laughs> at the right time. Yeah, my job is to never stop, regardless of percentages. I don't really give a damn about percentages, honestly. All I care about is wins. If y'all didn't quite get it, let me say it again, I'm here to stay. Hello and welcome to The Uncontested podcast where we cover the nba okc thunder and pop culture you can find our episodes on apple Podcasts, soundcloud google play and our website the uncontested sports.com i am the thunder mob jacob niffin and today on this thursday evening i am joined by taylor peterson scared money don't make none and kamiar marabian i heard we got some guy named denise schroeder and Timothy, look at my carrot, Cabarro. Look, look at my carrot, ho. Something like that. That is uh, that is accurate. I think is uh, he also goes by Kakarot. No, that's go. Okay. And I think the other one goes by D Nice. D Nice. Say your name right. Oh uh, well, we have a lot to talk about on the podcast today because. In the middle of me texting Kamiar a, t- a message that literally said, dude, nothing will happen with Mello until mid-August. In Thank the you, middle Jacob. of texting that, Woj tweets that Carmelo Anthony's been traded. So we're going to break down this entire Woo-hoo. trade for Carmelo Anthony, what it means, what it looks like moving forward. We are going to talk about Kawhi Leonard and DeMar DeRozan. I saw those tweets at about 4 a.m. when I got up to take a piss the other morning. <laughs> we have a bunch of Twitter questions from you guys. We have some awesome news to inform you about. Uh, 
pertaining to the podcast. Lots of cool stuff today. I'm going to start off by throwing it over to Kalmyar, though, so we can break down this mellow stuff. All right, guys. So basically, Wash comes out. He says it's a two-team trade between Oklahoma City and Atlanta. What you get first is Mike Muscala, some white guy that is a stretch four, shoots threes, and you have Dennis Schroeder. And then, of course, they trade them for uh, Carmelo Anthony. Now, then there's another report that says it's a three-team trade between Atlanta, Philadelphia, and Oklahoma City. And what happens here is that Atlanta, of course, they get Justin Anderson from Philadelphia. He's a defender. They also get Carmelo Anthony, but they're going to buy him out. And they get Oklahoma City's 2022 first-rounder. But it's a lottery protected. Of course, if they do not get that, I think that it goes to second rounders, correct? Yeah, if it, if it doesn't yep. produce that 2020, 2022, it turns into two second rounders, I believe. Philadelphia gets Mike Muscala because the Turkish guy, Ersan Ilyasova, is now back over Milwaukee. And then Oklahoma City, they bring back... Dennis Schroeder, who averages about 20 points a game, so about 19, 20 points a game. They bring back uh, Timothy, look at McCarrot Ho, Timothy <laughs> Luwabu uh, Cabarro. He's a wing, 6'7", TLC. Don't go chasing waterfalls. He's a 6'7", wing, wing defender, athletic body. OKC loves apparently just taking wings from the Sixers and they also generated a 10 million dollar trade exception so as soon as all this happened what are your guys' thoughts we'll go to Taylor first so I guess before we even jump into the the play and the fit uh on the court I think there's a really good tweet by Albert uh, Namit uh, at Albert Namid, he is a Heat fan, but he's really, really good with salary cap. I started following him a couple months ago on Twitter this summer, and he's been awesome, always breaking down trades from a salary standpoint, kind of like the John Hamm of uh, salary cap expertness, I guess you could say. So the Thunder, by swapping Melo for Dennis and TLC, they save $11 million in salaries, plus $61 million in repeater taxes, which is a total of $71 million for the 2018-2019 season. Plus, like you said, Kamiar, they created that 10.9 trade exception, which is you know, a pretty underrated, uh, underrated aspect to that trade, and I think it's a really nice bonus. So they're looking at $149 million in salaries plus $89 million Peter tax. That's so much better than what we were at. So just that alone, I think, is a win, right? But then you look at the fit on the court, and it's really exciting. Presley was talking about wanting to play faster, uh, move the ball more in transition. And we're definitely going to see that with Schroeder. Uh, I think TLC fits really well. Also, he's kind of that pressy mold. I got excited when I first looked him up because I, it was like a highlight reel of him playing like the Grizzlies last season where he just lit it up from outside. And I was like, oh my gosh, we got a 3D player. Then I looked at his shooting percentage, and he was like, you know, 32% from three last season or something. So maybe he's not the shooter that we were hoping for, but uh, it's definitely another gamble that that Presti is after and uh, really kind of thinks that he might be able to develop. So I think that's exciting. Overall, I'm really excited for it. I mean, it, the fact that Presti was able to do this to get off Melo's contract, save all this money, and get, you know, players that can help us win now, that's really exciting. Yeah, I'm with you, Taylor. And you know, I my, my initial thoughts are we got something for Mello. 
you know, yeah, because the, exactly. the, the fear was it was going to end up being a buyout and a stretch, and we were going to have to pay Mello $9 million a season for the next three seasons. I mean, can you imagine us podcasting in 2021 talking about I'm how still we still have a nine, $9 million cap hit for Carmelo Anthony on the books? Like, that would have been awful. And so you brought up like that, that Chris Bosch in Miami and uh, yeah. Darren Williams in Brooklyn still getting money, you know? Dude, Is like, that right? Isn't Williams still getting paid? I think so. And Milwaukee's pay- like Milwaukee's that. still paying. Who was that big that Milwaukee had? Um, oh, uh, Monroe. No, the no. the rim protector guy. Oh my gosh, I can't think of his name. <sighs> I'm blanking too, but I know exactly who you're talking about. They're still paying him. Um, the Thunder used to be interested in him. God, it's going to drive me crazy. It's I can't. Not think Henson, of him. is it? Oh, uh, oh no. I'm going to look it up real quick. This is awesome <laughs> podcasting. I know we're just winging it, but, but uh, no, I feel you. Anyways, Sorry. you were you were talking about um, that tweet breaking down the the salary cap aspect and everything, and I thought Bobby Marks, Larry Sanders is the guy. Larry Sanders. Oh they're yeah, still paying, the pot smoker. Yeah, they're still pot paying Larry, Larry Sanders. Sanders. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyways, Bobby Marks put out this tweet that basically the Thunder. You know, worst case scenario, we were going to have $9 million of dead cap space. Instead, we have $15 million of cap space going to Schroeder and to TLC. So effectively, based on if we're going to be paying $9 million for nobody or $15 million for those two, it's essentially like we're paying $6 million for those guys. If that makes sense, you know, like looking at the logistics of it. Plus, Schroeder's on contract for three more years for a... As the years go on, these next two years, and the salary cap continues to jump, that Schroeder contract becomes a smaller percentage hit to the cap, and it becomes more and more tradable. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think the Thunder got a really good piece here as far as a guy that can come in, can contribute. Apparently, is really excited about his role. Yeah, you know, Presti pumped. He Pre- tagged every OKC player in his Instagram picture of him in a in a edited OKC jersey. Yep, he's uh, poorly he seems, edited, but you yeah, know, we'll we'll take it. He seems uh, pretty excited about the the fit. You know, I thought some of us maybe had a little bit of a worry about you know, is he gonna throw a, throw a tantrum? Is he gonna be a guy that's gonna make an issue for not being a starter? But he seems bought in right. from yep. from what we've seen so far. And you know, I don't know if Kamiar's mentioned it on the podcast, but I know in the Slack and stuff, he's mentioned it a lot that. You know, he really believes in the the culture and the the leadership of Westbrook and PG and Steven Adams and Billy Donovan Mm -hmm. to kind of keep that guy kind of bought into his role in this team mentality. And and I agree with that. And so I think it's it's going to end up I it worries me that Schroeder shot like 29 percent from three last season. But this team's going to play fast. They're going to play fast. They're going to get the ball up the court. They're going to move it. And that's going to be pretty exciting. There's not going to be much of a, there, I mean, obviously a drop off, but not much of a drop off whenever Russ comes off the court and Schroeder comes on the court. So you, you know, you, you know, what, as soon as this trade happened, when we found out that TLC Timothy Luwawu Cabarro was coming to OKC, you know what I thought? What'd you think? Instantly, Josh Eustis, no Gone. more. Yeah, that's a good. Kyle Singler, point I've thought of yet. no more. And you know, also I thought about TLC. Go for I don't it. want no scrubs. Scrubs is a guy <laughs> yeah. I can't get no love from me. Hanging from the passenger side of his best friend's ride, trying to holler at me. Not you, Josh Eustis. You out of the you out of the game. Go to Europe, baby. Uh, but 
Fit-wise, my favorite thing about the entire Twitter ordeal was, and OKC was tight-lipped about this. Atlanta had yeah. to be leaking this. Billy Donovan, Sam Presti, I imagine Russ and PG and those guys had conversations with Dennis Schroeder. And here's my thing. Dennis Schroeder, his guys that he's backing up, the guys he's played with in Atlanta, he's played with Al Horford, he's played with Paul Millsap, he's played with Jeff Teague, you know, and he was a role player for those guys. But he hasn't played with all-star caliber players. Russell, Ru- or Russell Westbrook. Team. Yeah. Possibly the best point guard ever, and of course people are gonna hate me for saying that. But po- the the triple double king, right? You know that guy garners so much respect, and then he is an actual alpha male. That guy controls literally everything. He has well, not seen a team with that much star power. He's not been a team where he's not even. He may not even be the fourth or fifth best player on this OKC team. So. The fact that they talked to him and he was cool with the role and he's digging his role That's is exciting. awesome. And well, then, you mentioned uh, Russ. I, you know, Shooter apparently models his game after Russ, or at least that's somebody he looks up to and he really enjoys watching. And uh, I saw a couple tweets about that, and I think that's really cool. And he was on Instagram Live like as soon as the trade yeah. went down and was talking about the fit as well and kind of mentioned that getting to play alongside Russ. Uh, talked about playing in transition, like you mentioned, Kamiar. And then he even talked a little bit about uh, getting to – he was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about Noel. Get to uh, do a little pick and roll with him or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so, like so, lob city or lobs all day lob, or something yeah. like that. Like, And I mentioned this in the Slack. Guys, you have to envision this that, A, first of all, I totally expect Schroeder and Russ to be on the floor at the same time. I Not agree. often, but sometimes because Russ plays really well off the ball if he's moving and it catches the defense by surprise. And plus, I don't think Robertson's going to be healthy to start the year. So I, I think he'll wait till December. But as far as fit and scheme, you've got Noel, an actual, Nerland's Noel, an actual center. He's going to set actual screens, not half-assed screens like Carmelo Anthony or God bless Jeremy Grant or Patrick Patterson. They're not an actual big to set a screen like Noel can. You're going to have Dennis Schroeder, one of the fastest guards in the game, coming around a screen, screaming downhill, and he's either going to have a layup because all of his highlights are him just getting to the getting to the rim quicker than anybody else. He's, he's going to have a lob. He's going to have a wide-open guy in the corner. He's going to have something. So I love... Love, love the fit. I love a lot everything about this trade. Uh, OKC gets another athletic wing. They get another for first rounder. He was the twenty fourth pick. He's from France, six foot seven, athletic, thirty four percent from three last year. He played like fifteen minutes a game, I think, for he's, the Sixers. Yeah. But they seventeen they his first year and fifteen and this past season. Twenty three years reference. old. Twenty three years old. Yeah. Is that right? Twenty. I think he's twenty. I think he's twenty two. And Shooter's twenty four. Right. Okay. Something like that. But I really, really love this entire scenario. And it looks like Dennis Shooter is really loving it, too. And I'm incredibly excited. But. So I've got one negative for you guys before yeah. we move on from fit. This is the only thing that worries. Well, two things, I guess. And the first we kind of mentioned, but we feel good about, right? Because apparently uh, Shooter talked to Billy and Pressy. And so obviously that's his personality and uh, kind of his stuff off the court. I know he has like a pending felony charge, some stuff like that. But obviously Pressy's done his homework on that. So I trust in Pressy and I'm not as concerned about that. The one thing I'm a little worried about is shooting. 
We do not have very many shooters. TLC has just shown potential, which I'm excited about, and I'm mm-hmm. really hopeful. You know, Tiford maybe, or Brina's maybe, if he's still on the roster. PPAP maybe, and then, you know, Russ and PG occasionally. But that's the one thing with this trade that worries me. I mean, that's we're really going to have to go on. Sorry, go ahead. That's why they're going to run, man, and that's why. Yeah, that's yep, also that's part of the reason at. why, and that's also part of the reason why, and I'm sure Jake's going to bring it up later. I still think there are moves to come. Trade. Yep. Yeah. I tweeted that out as soon as the Alex Sabrinas, Dakari Johnson, all just hanging out there with a ten yep. million dollar trade exception. Yeah. That Kyle Singer contract they're going to try and get yep. off. I agree. Oh, so I, I got this pulled up real quick. So uh, TLC played 17.2 minutes, uh, or average 17.2 minutes per game his first season two years ago. And then this past season uh, played about 15 and a half minutes per game. Shot 37.5% from the field this past season. Averaged about three uh, three-point attempts per game on 33.5%. So he, I mean, he has shown potential at, the, at least. So that's exciting. Yeah, and I I think it's interesting you guys brought up, you know, maybe another trade being on the horizon. Um, You know, I think Singler's contract is very movable now for teams wanting to get cap space in 2019. But you have this interesting logjam now with Abrinas, Ferguson, TLC, Hamadou Diallo, who we think is going to be on the roster. 15th spot. In that, you have three, like, hyper-athletic long, tall, rangy athletes who you're hoping you can develop into three and D wings. And then Abrinas, you know, <laughs> Abrinas is yeah. quite the, the athlete of those other three by any means. And he's like a much better shooter than those other three, but yeah, I, but not as much D <laughs> I could definitely see another trade coming. And that, that trade exception, like I know people like hate trade exceptions, like casual fans, despise trade exceptions trade exceptions like you don't have to use them you're not expected to use them they're there in case an opportunity arises like Dion waiters Dion waiters was acquired with a trade exception an opportunity arose thunder could pounce on it and so i just look at this trade exception it expires 365 days a full year from the the date of the trade so if they call the league office if they called the league office today i don't think they did because we'd get a official thunder release press release so they probably called the trade uh the league office and solidify the trade tomorrow but that trade exception doesn't expire until late next july and so next year whenever all these teams are wanting cap space for the wild free agency of 2019 the thunder are sitting there with 10 million dollars where they could take in a player and not have to send anything out mm-hmm. so let's say yep. somebody they still have that mle which yeah. is Let's say somebody wants to try to sign Clay Thompson um, next summer and they need to shed another $8 million of salary to make it happen and they have a wing player that they're willing to let go to let Clay take his place. The Thunder are sitting right there, readily available to just absorb somebody into that trade exception, not have to send anything else. I think there's going to be opportunities to use this trade exception next summer. That's a good point, particularly with this big summer coming up. Uh, next summer, the exactly. 2019 free agency. Some, someone's really going to have the chance to sign somebody and they're going to want to get off some money and the Thunder are going to be sitting there with essentially $10 million free. They can just you guys absorb know a team somebody. that comes to mind that Who? we've kind of talked a little bit about in Wait. the past past couple podcasts? Miami Heat. Yeah. Be a big team, I think, that uh, would absolutely be looking what, to do something yeah, like what, that. What if you could just absorb Dion Waiters into that next summer oh if, my if, gosh. if the Heat are That's trying so to make fun. a splash, you know? Like, that would be a blast. 
So, yeah, I, I, I think there's going to be an opportunity to use that. I really do. Could you be saying that uh, Sam Presti has been creeping around? So I uh, creep. Yeah. <laughs> Said nobody on the down low. Kyle Creep just says the word I don't know. We're going to have so many TLC references this season. Oh, it's yeah. going to be so fun. Oh, that yeah. is a great band. Oh, yeah. Anyways, Felton. Where the hell is he in all this? He's uh, he's a third string veteran. He's gonna be the one getting hot dogs out of the media room at halftime. <laughs> With Noel, they can go together, buddy system. There you go. Keep each other honorable. <laughs> Only two speaking hot dogs apiece. So Royce, Royce. Speaking uh, of hot dogs. Speaking of hot dogs. Do you guys uh, ever put mayonnaise on your hot dogs? What the hell? Uh, no. That's the whitest s- I've ever heard. Well, yeah. I saw it at the 4th of July, so it makes sense. But Ew. I'm sorry for interrupting you, Taylor. You go no, ahead. No, no. Hold fine. on. That, Time out. A, Hold on a second. Point. Where were you on the 4th of July <laughs> where you saw someone eating mayonnaise on a hot dog? Because your family is like a minority I, family. I, <laughs> I, I was with my white family at the park, at the public park, at the public facilities. Huh. And you just saw some guy, like, did you actually see him put the mayo on the hot dog? Yeah, man, they had a full spread. Like, so full how do you spread. how do you even put mayo on a hot dog? Do you, like, put it on a knife first, or do you, do you dip the dog, like, into the, no, the jar of mayo? No, it was like a miracle whip uh, squeeze bottle. Oh, so Dude, you just do the little... That's f***ing nasty. That's pretty gross. That, oh, was it Dude. at least, like, a high-quality, like, all-beef hot dog? Or was it like know. that? I didn't, like I a, didn't ask. I didn't ask. The was guy. it that bar s piece of I, shit? Yeah. I said, "Hey guy," I was like, "Hey guy, um, is that an all beef hot dog you putting in your mouth right there with mayonnaise?" Like, <laughs> no. Anyways, <laughs> Taylor, what were you saying? Oh man. Sorry, I'm uh, gonna cut you off again, Taylor. <laughs> on a hot dog. It's okay. I'm ketchup, thinking. ketchup or mustard? Mustard. Oh, I, I'm ketchup. Ketchup. I love what? ketchup. Well, ketchup on a lot of things. I, I, I'm not as big I, of a fan I, I, of ketchup I, I, as Royce Royce Young is, yeah. um, Dude, but gross. I do like ketchup. ketchup I'm on the same level. Although I do like mustard. Like, ketchup. don't get me wrong. I'm fine with mustard. I just slightly prefer ketchup a little more. Yeah, oh, I, I, <laughs> I remember. Um, apparently, Royce made a comment. I'm not sure where, but somebody saw this and it was tweeted out. Um, that I've made, I think he might have been on Sports Center or something, and being interviewed. But anyways, um, he said that the Thunder apparently envisioned Felton and Schroeder playing alongside one another, where Schroeder could kind of be a shooting guard or Felton a shooting guard, and vice versa. So we'll probably see a little bit of that as well. Because we please, mention, God, no, or, I know Schroeder and Russ <laughs> playing together, which is really cool. But I, Felton yeah, and him, I don't see Felton getting a lot of minutes this year. You know, he's going to be kind of that emergency third string point guard. But this all kind of brings up an all, another interesting point. Not really going off too off topic here how does bringing in Schroeder is that going to result in Russ playing less minutes per game are they gonna I kind of I kind of hope so because like maybe, maybe by pro- like three you, or four minutes a game yeah I mean you if you, you want to prolong his career and if this guy can run the second unit without Russ and PG having to come in and basically put up points and you can save their knees then hell yeah. I mean, yeah. just run pick and roll all day long and give Schroeder 23 minutes a game. I don't care. He'll like that. That makes yep. him happy, right? And I ju- so. I'm just imagining they're going to stagger Russ and PG, so we're going to get a lot of Schroeder PG minutes, which will be really fun. That'll be yep. a lot of fun. Maybe even with Steven in there. Yeah. Uh, Steven pick and roll. 
They're like imagine, like imagine being, being Dennis Schroeder and the best players you've ever played with are Paul Millsap and Al Horford, and now you have Russ, PG, Stephen Adams. Yep, it's gonna be fun, man. It'll be fun. I'm excited. Uh, does the Thunder have the best point guard rotation in the league now? Man, it's up there. It's up there. It's, Celtics I, are up there too. Yeah, I say but, if it's uh, not it's number one, it's there. number two. Yeah, I think I think scary Terry might be getting dealt after that Marcus Smart deal. Yeah, that's a possibility. That's, that's a good point. Because I think they're in the tax now. I think that Marcus Smart deal put Boston in the tax. That'd be interesting. I wonder who, where they would, or what they would ship him for. Well, I'll tell you someone, and I brought this up in the Slack. I'll tell you someone who needs a point guard. It's the Phoenix, Phoenix. Suns. Yep. Phoenix Suns need a point guard. That's interesting. So... Yeah, this uh, this this Schroeder stuff is going to be really fun, and like we said, there's kind of this log jam at the the two slash three with these like super athletic guys that can't shoot great. So I wonder, is there another move on on the horizon? You know, I think Singler's yep. contract is is very attractive to teams who want to shed money. Um, you know, you could package Singler and Abrinas together, and that's ten million dollars of expiring contracts. That, I was going to say, Breen is expiring too, coming yep, up. Yep, so, you know, that's, uh, it's interesting. It's interesting for sure. What do you guys think that the Thunder would get in return for that? Do you think they wouldn't get much at all in return? Just try and shed that contract and that money and then maybe fill that roster spot with, like, Diallo? Or do you think they go for, like, a shooter and try and ask some shooting? Or do they do neither of those and use their uh, vet, use another vet minimum and sign somebody from free agency that could come in and shoot? The only person in free agency left that could be a shooter and a scorer at that kind of wing position the Thunder needs somebody at right now for me is Rodney Hood. Um, yeah. But that'd I just be, that'd be really fun. That's, yeah, that's I would love lot. it. But I I think Rodney Hood, if you give him an offer sheet that five point three million taxpayer MLE, I think Cleveland probably matches that. Um, but no, I think you know the Thunder saved a big chunk of money in this trade. That I think if they were a, were able to deal Abrinas and Singler, I think you can get value back on that. And I think that's what they would be looking for. Yep. Man, Shooter, he only shot 29% from three last year. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> he's he's <laughs> definitely a facilitator and he's definitely a downhill guy. Yeah. Now he was like, I think I saw like, was he seventh in assist or? Yeah, wasn't he averaging potential... like 19 and six or 19 and seven last year? Yeah, yeah, he uh, he's a distributor for and sure, which he, is really he's cool. He's not really an above-the-rim player, but yeah, he can get in the lane and, and make some stuff happen. Everything I've watched on the kid, you know, I've, obviously I've watched him in the league, and then today I watched a whole lot of film on him, um, some highlight stuff and, you know, some games and whatnot, and he does a really good job of coming off screens, getting into the paint, collapsing defenses, and, and making plays out of that. So that'll that's promising, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but anyways, what else is going on, Jacob? Okay, so before we move on, because we got a few more things we want to talk about, um, we have some really exciting news that for the podcast that I want to tell you guys about. Uh, the uncontested is officially teaming up with Andrew Martin and his apparel brand Passive Juice Motel. You guys may have seen his stuff on Twitter and Instagram. Um, 
we are going to tag team. He's creating a brand new line of Thunder t-shirts and clothing that's going to work in parallel with Passive Juice Motel. And we're going to be collaborating with him on some awesome pop culture inspired Thunder gear all season long. Andrew makes some awesome shirts. They're super cozy. He actually made the uncontested shirts for us that we just sent out to a couple of our shirt winners. Uh, They're at great prices, and we're beyond stoked to be teaming up and working with him. He's got a lot of really awesome pop culture-inspired shirts already out on Passive Juice Motel, but we're making a dedicated Thunder line. So for all the Thunder fans out there, this is going to be like awesome. This is the he's going to be the plug. This is going to be some good stuff. Um, our first shirt design is actually dropping really soon, hopefully here within a week, and it's in honor of the Dennis Schroeder trade. Schroeder, not Schroeder, sorry, Dennis Schroeder trade. We are making a Dennis the Menace print. Andrew's hard at work on it right now. It's going to be super dope. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at Passive Juice. He's on Instagram at Passive Juice Motel. And his website with all of his shirts is at shop.passivejuicemotel.com. Both Andrew and ourselves will be working at, to drop the design and link on social media um, whenever the Dennis the Menace shirts are available. So be on the lookout. Make sure you follow him and us on social media, and we'll drop that the image of that print as soon as he's done with it. And then we're going to start taking orders, and all the orders are going to be through his website at shop.passivejuicemotel.com. And we're even going to try to give away some of those shirts on the podcast. We're really excited to be teaming up with him. Make sure you follow him. He's an awesome guy. He's got an awesome brand with some really kick-ass Thunder designs coming your way, starting with the Dennis the Menace print. So make sure you check all yeah. that stuff out. It's going to be dope. We're really excited to be we're teaming excited. up with Andrew. Yeah, it's going to be so, awesome. Fun, uh, a couple fun facts. We are working with Andrew uh, on our uncontested T-shirts. I was in contact with him a little bit. And he's actually has another uh, another company that a coffee producer, and they're uh, manufacturing like coffee that they're going to be selling. I guess if you guys live in the Tulsa area, you maybe have heard of like the uh, it's like a new farmers market type shopping center that's going to open over off of like a, I guess it'd be Eleventh and Lewis. Anyways, he's going to be selling his coffee through there, and he actually has like a it's like a tropical kiwi uh, flavor, and it had Stephen Adams on it. So that was really cool. He kind of uh, added the thunder to it. Uh, and then also, when he was making our T-shirts, you guys, if you saw them on Twitter, you know they're, they're black with the, the logo and everything. They look really sharp. But he said uh, he made a gray T-shirt with that same logo. It looks because, nice. Because every uh, n- old Nintendo game had a day – or not every, but some had a day and a night version. So he made a day version since we had the nice. night versions. Yeah, they're, they're pretty sharp. So it's we're excited. Awesome. We're really yeah. excited to team up with them. It's good. Yeah, it's going to be really, really good stuff. And I'm really excited to get some of these shirts out and rolling. Um, kind of in the theme of the uncontested, you know, we're going to do pop culture mixed with Thunder. So, like the Dennis the Menace one to start off with. We've already been collaborating and spitballing a few ideas. And wait, 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 wait. If there's something good, no good in your neighborhood, who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. We got you guys want me to drop a Ghostbuster sounder in the podcast? No, we just did. Taylor did the sound. <laughs> Damn. Me and Tommy are killing it. Well, uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's going to be awesome. We have a lot of really cool stuff coming out with him. So make sure that you guys are, are following. Seriously, if you're into awesome, like, Thunder shirts, I know there's a lot of kind of local places around OKC that sell that kind of stuff. 
Andrew's going to have all that awesome type of stuff coming out, kind of collaborated with us. So really make sure you get on it. It's going to be, it's going to be a really cool project and you're going to want to get these prints because they are going to be awesome. Guys, they're awesome. You're going to buy them. It's going to be great. There you go. All right, Taylor, take us around the association, please. Let's do it. So as you guys know, here, what was it, two nights ago, we either woke up in the middle of the night like Jacob or woke up early in the morning like me and yep. saw a bunch of Woj notifications saying that Kawhi Leonard was about to be dealt to the Spurs. And about the time I woke up, about 7.30, 7.45, shortly after, there was a, another notification that officially went through. Kawhi yeah. was traded – Kawhi and Danny Green, which is really interesting to me, were traded for DeRozan. Uh, Yaka Pertle, I think is how you pronounce it, and a protected yep. first-round pick. Um, so what do you guys think? Was this the best deal that San Antonio could get? So first of all, this is two big trades that happened in one day, and people are totally ignoring that. And But I think this move for Toronto, if Kawhi stops being a little bitch, is really, really good. Yep. Toronto, they didn't give up. Any of their young assets except Jakob Pertle, which is just like turtle except with a P, and the in the in the in the pick is protected. So they didn't give up. They didn't give up OG Ananobi. They didn't give up Fred Van Vliet. They didn't give up me. anything. So the fact that Toronto has basically still everybody else except you're replacing DeRozan, who is a mid-range guy, with a guy that's much better than him. A, a, a mid-range top- guy who you had to hide on defense. In the right. playoffs. And yeah, you had, you had to put him on the bench in the playoffs, and you're replacing him with one of the top five players in the world right now. That team is going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals, and they may be in the finals. So I think it's a hell of a move for Toronto because if they make the finals, how is Kawhi going to turn around and be like, nah, I want to go play with 35 year old LeBron in Los Angeles? That's right. stupid. So I think it's a really good, I think it's really good management by Toronto. Now, the way they went about it, Masai Ujiri, he kind of really he, – he told DeRozan he wasn't being traded. He burnt and some he bridges being, for yeah, sure. He was being really, really shady, and that really messed a lot of people over. Patrick Patterson was like, wow. Uh, Paul George, uh, I think I think he just tweeted, shaking my head or something like that. Yep. Uh, but the, the players just – they felt you know there's, there's a bunch of mistrust there now. But, Dan, that's a good team. Now for, for San, San Antonio – I mean, what is there to say? Like, you're staying kind of relevant. Your team is still old. You have a contract you can trade now, and now you have two of the top mid-range gamers <laughs> in in the NBA between LaMarcus Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan, in which the mid-range game is is, is going out of style. That's I, why Carmelo Anthony just got bought out. Yeah, I, yep. saw, I saw a stat. I forget who tweeted it, but if you take – DeRozan's oh, mid-ranges per game and LaMarcus Aldridge mid-range shot attempts per game. Those two combined took more mid-range shots per game than like 10 NBA teams. Just wow. insane. Just those two took more than 10 teams did. You're right. It does seem like this is You're not you're not going to have to guard top. the Spurs outside of 18 feet. Yeah. And see, it feels like it was more of a 
Popovich move than a uh, R.C. Buford. Almost like, no, I don't want to waste my two years rebuilding or you know not competing. I want to compete now. We need some kind of star. I don't care if he's a superstar for a superstar. I'll just if it's an all star, we'll we'll work with what we got. Um, but you're right. I think from the Raptor standpoint, I mean, even if Kawhi, you know, takes his injury for another season, or if he is actually injured and can't play, or if he plays like you said, Kamiar, they play great, but for whatever reason, he's like, I don't really care about winning a championship. I just want to live in L.A. and play in L.A. and whatever happens, happens. That's fine. They get that salary off the books. They have DeMar's contract off the books, and then they can just kind of – it's a, a quick restart, a quick uh, re, kind of head start on a rebuild, yep. I guess you could say. So I, I agree. I think it was uh, the right move to make if you're Toronto, maybe handle it poorly. But let's be completely honest. I mean, were they getting any free agents anyways in Toronto? Not really. Yep. So, so back to the original question, though, on is this the best deal San Antonio could get? Like – I don't know if you guys saw the report that San Antonio basically told Philly, there's no way you're getting Kawhi unless you give us one of Ben Simmons, Simmons or, or Joel Embiid. And um, they like laughed in their face. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like maybe this was the best deal they could get, but if I'm San Antonio, I just feel like you, you had to get like an unprotected pick or you had to get like a better young player like i would love That's this i would at. love this deal so much more for san antonio if they got og instead of Pirtle. you know but like they like Kamiar said they they didn't get any better they got a little bit worse but they didn't get any means to get any better down the road either you know it's no just kind of just kicking the tire Kick, or kicking the so, can, kicking the can down the road, you know. There was an ESPN article that dropped, and I think it was with Woj and some other reporter, basically talking about the other offers they did get. And I think it was like Boston wasn't willing to sacrifice any of their young assets. They basically were just, you know, they they weren't wanting to take a big risk. Neither was Philly, as we just mentioned. They weren't even offering Fultz. And the Lakers were kind of in a similar boat, and they pretty much just said, "Eh, whatever. We'll get him next offseason when he comes in free agency." So I, I get Toronto being the team I think maybe they were the ones that who could present the best offer but I think the Spurs could have gotten way more out of them or yeah. if not way more and like you said Jacob, they, they need another young player you know why San Antonio couldn't get those deals from Boston and Philly because Kawhi has turned into a little bitch. yeah that is why like dude He's I used weird, to love Kawhi's like player. demeanor and his attitude and all that kind of stuff He's turned into a little asshole. Like, well, not a or, big one, a little one. Or is he just, you know, he's he's what we saw, super quiet, doesn't really say much, and just yeah. let his crazy ass uncle walk all over him. That's and his true. Agent just That's true. Him, you know, you know, you know, because so the, really the first thing we heard about Kawhi when this trade went through is Kawhi has no interest in playing in Toronto. Like, yep. I don't know if this is Kawhi. I don't know if it's his uncle. I don't know if it's the people that are speaking for Kawhi, but. Like or all the above, <laughs> the like the fact that apparently Zach Lowe said on the the low post that Kawhi's been calling other players, talking about possibility of teaming up next year. Kawhi that makes me so angry. Was talking about so like angry. not showing up to camp in Toronto. Like, Just dude, stick. I don't give a shit where you want to play at. You signed a contract. The only people you can be mad about that are at are yourself and your agent. Right. You know, I'm with like. You. He's 
he's dropped in in my book considerably because of burning bridges the, the way he's he's acted in this you know if Kawhi would have not publicly come out with that stuff for his uncle or whoever you know san antonio probably does get a better deal from philly or from boston but because of the the constant like he's refusing to to even think about playing for other teams um yep that's what yeah, killed Phoenix that's, would have offered them something pretty big time i think yeah that that's what killed the and trade like, talks nah. for everybody yeah. yeah you know that's what killed the trade talks for everybody and that sucks for san antonio Here's my favorite deal about this entire trade that happened this morning was that he was very adamant about going to Los Angeles multiple times. He said even the Clippers, hell, even the Clippers, I just want to be in the Staples Center. I want to be in the beach. I want to go because he went to school, San Diego State. Yeah, I want to go go back back home. I want to go back home. I want to go where it's warm, Santa Monica. Uh, Venice Beach, you know. I Malibu. see where you're going with this. He wanted to go and, to King's Landing, and then he got sent north of the wall. They said, "Oh, your mother ass is going to the opposite side of the NBA." Hope you have a coat. Get a fucking park a bitch, <laughs> and then park your bitch. And like that's my favorite part where they said, "Oh, you want to go to Los Angeles? Have fun in Toronto." Yeah. So that's part of that's one of my favorite parts. But at the same time, like they gifted him possibly a title run. So yeah. hell, there's that. DeRozan's fit in San Antonio. I think it makes him relevant, but I don't think they're I th- they're not better than the Thunder. How do I feel about Kawhi? Like I like I said earlier, I mean he's between Paul George, and he he's between Paul George and he's and Kevin Durant. Here's the deal. Yeah. Paul George was like, hey, I'm not going to resign. I, I'd prefer to, to go to the Lakers. And Pacers fans are up in arms about it. Like, oh, he doesn't like us anymore. I mean, like, yeah, he wants to play for the Lakers. And when he came back from injury, you traded literally everybody away. Yep. And, but Paul and he had George, no say. Yeah. Yeah, and, and he was cordial about it. He said, hey, I'd, I'd like to go to the Lakers. And then he ends up in OKC, and he's like, hey, this is a pretty cool place. And he takes that deal. Now – Kawhi into it with an open mind. Yeah. Yeah. And and then Kawhi, he sits out, he's injured and then he's healthy, but his team keeps on saying he's injured, even though he's healthy. Like, I don't believe for one second he was still injured at the end of the season. I just think he was totally done with the Spurs organization. Then he's avoiding talking to the best NBA head coach of all time. He's avoiding him like a little kid. Yep. Not wanting to talk to him, hiding from him, hiding from the front from us, front office, front organization. And then, like, so his whole demeanor from, oh, he's a humble guy. He's quiet. He wins finals MVP. He still drives his remodeled 97 Chevy Tavo, uh, uh, Chevy Tahoe. And then he, he still gets traded to somewhere, which is not a bad place. But let's not let this be lost on us, okay? I know we have Kevin Durant haters on the podcast, and I don't like the guy either, but let's not let this be lost on us. He let the Spurs know, I don't want to play here anymore. Trade me away. Get something for me. So they did, whereas Kevin, he left with nothing in return. I just wanted wanted to say that last bit before you guys keep on turning it loose. Yeah, that's a good point. 
I mean, he did at least. But I think you got to think, too, he was still under contract, right? So it wasn't like he had a pending free agency coming up or whatever. He was right. like, no, I, I refuse to play this next season for you all. You're going to trade me. So in a, in a way, it's almost up there with Katie. But you're right. I mean, it's still better than what happened with OKC and Kevin Durant. It's a really good point. Yep. Yeah. But uh, like what Kamiar said, though, Toronto is going to be good, man. If he'll, if yeah. Kawhi will show up and like quit being a diva and actually play, that's that's a good team with some really switchy, like lengthy defense. Yeah. Denver's Boston would be a hell of a conference final. Yeah. Got, yeah, yeah. Like you've got Lowry at the point, Danny Green at the two, you have Kawhi at the three, OG at the four, and you want to play small ball, you want to put Ibaka at the five. Yeah, you got Siakam you can play who can Siakam. really guard like two through you're five. Not gonna, you're not gonna put Valanchunas's old ass or white ass in there. He's slow. <laughs> they uh yeah, they have a squad. Like that's gonna be a really good team. Now, let me ask you guys this is we were kind of wondering, will San Antonio be one of those teams to drop out of the playoffs next season? I don't really think so anymore. I think I think San Antonio was pretty much a lock. Not a, not, not, a, not a lock in the playoffs, but I think San Antonio will be in the playoffs. Oh, um, yeah. That, you can't th- count, that, count pop out. <laughs> that fight for the playoffs in the West is going to be insane, man. Yes, yeah, so six, wild. Seeds six through ten are going to be stupid again. Yeah, like it's going to be crazy. I mean, yeah. yeah. Now, yep. it, now we'll see what happens in Minnesota because apparently Jimmy Butler is done with, you know, the bullshit that is going with Carl Anthony Towns, and he's yeah. not accepting any sort of extension, and he wants to team up with uh, with Kyrie. Kyrie. So he he's done. He's done in Minnesota, so I'm curious to see how that's going to work out with all that chemistry. That may and be a, OK- tra- a trade deadline thing. Yeah, that's something to keep an eye on. It's a good point. OKC actually has a bench this year, so I expect them to tick up a little bit more. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see how it works out. But I think San Antonio, they still have a chance to make – I think they still maybe make the playoffs. Who knows? Denver is getting good, okay? Yeah. Like yep. they, could, yeah. they could easily take out the Spurs. Hey, don't sleep on the Grizzlies, right? If, if the if Grizzlies get the two All Stars back and they just got Garrett Temple, the Grizzlies are going to be uh, good, man. They're old, they, man. Old. And then, they got their rookie. Let's let's just let's just get this on record now on the podcast. Let's get it on record now. And are any of us three betting against LeBron not getting in the playoffs? LeBron's getting in the playoffs because be the NBA in. needs LeBron to be in the playoffs. The Lakers Especially will be in the playoffs, which means somebody in that top eight has to drop out. Pelicans. Wow, you think so? No Rondo getting 20 assists a game? Dude, I think the with the uh, the signing of Julius Randle, I think the Pelicans got better. You think so? Is there, any, is, what, is there any chance you, you, Portland misses the playoffs? I don't, I don't, I don't get the whole Portland Port- missing the playoffs thing after they played so well. Like who, who'd they lose? I mean, they lost. They lost Ed, Ed Davis. Davis. That was oh, really okay. it. They they swapped uh, Napier for Seth Curry, but I mean, yeah. yeah, they 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 played. I mean, they were the third seed, but also like that third through seven was just so tight last year. You yeah, know, that's, I don't, I don't think so. I because here's the deal with New Orleans. They played really, really well with with. Uh, 
Oh, who's bearded guy? Miritich at the four. Miritich. And now you're gonna now you're gonna plug you're gonna plug Julius Randle at the four, play AD at the five, and put Miritich at the three, and let anybody cook him at the three. Oh no, I I think Miritich probably plays off the bench. bench, and he might end up closing over Randle. Yeah, and I think I think with what the Pelicans have done this offseason, I think finally AD is going to play full time five. I think he is too, but I still think they missed the playoffs. Interesting. And I don't even. I, you got Denver, Memphis, New Orleans, Portland. I mean, Lakers, Utah, Portland. Oklahoma City, Lakers. The, dude, the Clippers aren't going to be that bad. Utah. I was just thinking of the bottom feeders. Utah. Of the bottom, yeah, Clippers. I was just thinking of the bottom feeders. Oh, yeah. You're right. If yeah. You know, all the players. I mean, you got Golden State, Houston, OKC, Utah. I mean, those are probably your top four C's right there, right? You've got, the entire Northwest, I mean, you've got the entire absurd. Northwest division. Yeah, you got yep. Minnesota. you got San Antonio. Minnesota. The Clippers won't be bad. New Orleans won't be bad. Portland won't be bad. Shit, Dallas is going to be pretty decent. Yeah. They'll be all right. They'll be all right. See I don't think Dallas makes the playoffs, but Dallas is going to be pretty decent. Phoenix isn't a joke. They aren't going to be nearly as bad yeah. as they were last year. They're I'm not joke. saying they're going to compete for the eighth seed, but the, yeah. I think they'll be up Dude, there. They, really, like, like, like legitimately, the only bad team in the West this year is Sacramento. Sacramento. I See, still think still think Phoenix is bad. Really, I think they're gonna be better yeah. than they were last year, probably by about seven or eight wins. It's kind of what, I, yeah. I think they'll be eleven seat. If, if they get a point good. guard, if they get a point guard, let's see what they can do sure. on the point guard front. True. So I got one last question for you guys before we move on to Twitter questions. How similar or how not similar is the situation to the PG OKC situation? Or the uh, trade that happened last season. I, I think some people want to draw similarities, and I think Toronto is the, the biggest proponent of that, wanting to draw similarities. I'm with you. But here's the thing is PG came to Oklahoma City willing to be recruited and with an open mind. It mm-hmm. doesn't seem like Kawhi Leonard is going to Toronto willing to do anything. It seems like he's going to Toronto like a toddler people. throwing yep. a fit. And, yeah, I agree. I agree with all and that. So I don't know if he's going to allow himself to get recruited or if he's just going to be like in the jail cell, you know, like putting the tick marks on the wall, marking down his days. Yep. Now, if he hey, if he makes the Eastern Conference Finals, I expect Kawhi back in Toronto. On really? Yeah. Just Eastern Conference Finals? Sure you don't think he it. has to go to the NBA Finals? No, because I, I think I think a change of scenery. Guys, he's the best player in his own conference now. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that totally. He's the best player by far in his own conference. Yeah, he can dominate the Eastern Conference. Now there's Joel Embiid. Yeah, that's cool. You've got Ben Simmons who can't shoot, but for some reason is an 87 on a 2K rating, which <laughs> makes no sense. And yeah. you've got you know literally really Tatum not, and Kyrie, you, but you got Kyrie Horford, and Tatum and, and Horford, not, but Giannis, he is Giannis. Giannis. And Giannis who also can't shoot the damn ball. And but you have Kawhi Leonard, who is a two-way superstar wing. Hell, he's, he's two-time defensive player of the year. Yeah, yep. he, he, he's the best player in that conference. He can dominate that conference, and I think there's definitely he could even win an MVP definitely now that he's the best player in that conference. And I, I still think he gets the Eastern Conference Finals, and if they push maybe for a Game 7, then he stays. Now, and, we are assuming he's healthy, though. That's yeah. a little disclaimer. He's yeah. been healthy for a damn year. <laughs> I, I'm kind of with you there. Um, I think so. Yeah, I think basketball fit. With that talent there, those young players there, I think Toronto is a great fit for Kawhi. 
Except they fired the coach of the year. Yeah. Yeah. So listen listen to this. Kawhi could have made or or had a five-year $221.3 million deal had he signed that, that extension with the Spurs. He could have got a max with the Raptors in free agency for five years, $189.7 million. Could have got a max with any other team, a.k.a. like the Lakers, four years, $140.6 million. Getting from San Antonio to L.A. now, assuming he leaves after this season to go to Los Angeles, costs him one year and $80.7 million. Wow. Ooh. That's insane. some money. I mean, yeah. it's, it's big-time money either way, sure. But, I mean, that's a lot of money you're missing out on. Yep, Definitely. Y'all ready for some Twitter questions? Let's do some Twitter Let's questions. Let's do it. I love Twitter questions. All right, so from at Sean Brendan 7 what is your favorite color, Jacob? Oh, man, I've – this sounds homerish because this is a Thunder podcast, but, like, a, a light a light don't, don't, kind of tealish blue. blue. Don't say blue. Don't – oh, you, you – Has been my favorite color name. since I was, like, 10 years old. So I'm going with blue. That's fair. Uh, I, dig, I dig purple, too, because Donatello was my favorite Ninja Turtle. Oh, there you go. I've always kind of liked the light blue. Uh, I've, I've been pretty big on light blue. And I also, like, when I was younger, I always used to say red. So, uh, like a burgundy color. So, I'd probably go with those two. Carmina, what about you? My favorite color is and, ha- is and has always been green, but... Uh-huh. My backup is kind of like a darkish navy blue. Yeah. Very good. Um, what my next question? So we have at Born Bruin. Bruin? How many minutes? Bruin. Bruin. Sorry, <laughs> Bruin. Are, were, they, Bruin. were they born a Bruin like a bear? I think I, so. Yeah, I don't I guess they're UCLA fans. I don't know. Uh, how many minutes for Felton? Uh, six minutes a night. Ooh, yeah. I'll take the under. I'll take zero minutes tonight unless somebody gets hurt. Oh, Taylor. I was going to say seven to eight. I think he's locker room guy now. I think he's Kendrick Perkins, except small. Yeah. Same same body type. Yeah. I think he'll get a little bit, but he's not going to get above 10 for dang sure. I think it'll be closer to seven. Yeah. All right. This next Twitter question is also from Born Bruin. He says, I like all of our rookies. So which ones do you think will get the most minutes realistically? He says he'd love to see Hervey and Burton out there and Diallo, but I'm sure they will spend most of their time in the G League. What do you guys think? Taylor? I think he nailed it. Uh, Ferguson's going to get the most minutes out of those rookies, 100%. Yep. Although I really hope Diallo's on the roster, as we've talked about the past couple podcasts. So yep. Yep. Uh, he may see a little bit of uh, garbage time or, you know, whatever. Um, maybe a, some small rotation minutes, like injury forbidding, but Ferguson can get the majority of those. Yep, I'm uh, out of the the second rounder guys they brought in. I think if anyone's gonna get some minutes with the Thunder this year, it'll be Big Ham Hamadou Diallo. Big Ham. Um, yeah, I just think that makes the most sense. And we know Presty likes to tinker with lineups and just p- throw people out there just to make sure they're they're kind of ready to go. So, yeah. Out of the ones you've listed, Born Bruin, I would say Diallo because I believe he's going to be the 15th guy that's on the roster because they have 14 guys committed right now. I'd love to see Deontay Burton. I mean, that guy's built like uh, yeah, he plays he plays guard, he plays forward. He was he was guarding sent, he was guarding Jaron Jackson at one point during the Memphis Summer League game. Yep. So yeah. 
he, he he plays lots of physicality. What's really funny about that Korean league is that if you're like over six foot seven and American, or which means if you're over six foot seven and black in Korea, you can't have more than like one of those types of players or something like that yep. on your team. I saw uh, that, which is mildly and not even mildly overtly racist. But so, <laughs> but but I think uh, Big Ham Hamadou Diallo. He would be the one out of the ones you mentioned, but I still think Ferguson's the one that realistically is the young buck that gets it. But of rookies, I've got Diallo. What about the next question? So we have at lukewarm takey. No hot takes, no cold takes, lukewarm. What's Big Daddy Ray's role on the team now? We kind of covered that a little bit. Yep, he's the hot dog eater, <laughs> the hot dog shooter. I don't know if you guys have... If you, if you don't know what that is, look up Hot Dog Shooter on YouTube. Pause the podcast. Go look up Hot Dog Shooter yeah, on YouTube. It, that guy is the GOAT. And he is uh, he is that veteran locker room presence since old Nick yeah. Collison is gone. Veteran voice. Yep. Oh, at Veron season. Byron season? V-Ran season? <laughs> I don't know on that one. Man. V-Iran season. <laughs> <laughs> what it is <laughs> will we still use the mle jacob that's a good question i, I don't know that if anyone's good. out there that's worthy of the mle anymore um besides rodney hood and like i said i think if you offer hood an offer sheet of the taxpayer mle cleveland probably just matches that so i don't know maybe they hold on to it and they keep it for next year yeah i don't think they're going to use it either like like we talked about earlier in the podcast i think um, if anything happens, it'll be a trade of some sort. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, I don't think they're going to use MLE, though. I agree. I think no MLE, even though there's a guy out there named Shelvin Mack, if they want another guard. Return of the Mac. There you go. So next question we have is at Amateur Legend. How about that 10 million dollar trade exception if it gets used? How? And if not, does it benefit OKC? Tell me, I'll go ahead and take this one. I mean, Sam Presti is very, 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 very happy about trade exceptions. Oklahoma City, if you go to the trade machine on ESPN, yeah, man, good trade exception. If you go to the if you go to the trade machine on ESPN and you click on Oklahoma City, you will always see at least one to two trade exceptions at the bottom of that roster sheet. Now. With one that's like 10.9 million, holy crap! There's a lot of stuff you could do with that. Let's say somebody wants to get off a contract. All right, I'll trade you this smallish contract for that biggish contract. So, do I think they'll use it? They might use part of it. Do I think it will benefit OKC? Well, I think that's part of the whole plan. <laughs> if you use it, if it's they, to benefit yeah. OKC. So, I mean. I don't know. I don't know if they'll use it, but if if something comes available, like let's say Wilson Chandler isn't working out where he's at, I think Philadelphia, right? Yes, sir. Yep. If it, if he's not working out there, or if somebody's work not working out, that's a three that OKC still might need if uh, TLC about, like, James isn't Johnson working out. Yeah, if, if, some guys if like not, that. They're not working out, then you know you might consider that. So I don't know. I doubt it right now, but let's see. As it gets closer to December and January. Yep, I think you nailed it on the head, Kamiar. I think if yep. they use this $10 million trade exception, uh, it will be used probably next summer. And I think the Wilson Chandler, uh, you mentioned him like specifically, but I think just 
what happened with Wilson Chandler this summer is exactly what the Thunder will be looking to do with that trade exception next summer. Philly had cap space. Denver wanted to get off some money to get below the tax. They wanted to ship out uh, Wilson Chandler into space. And Philly was interested in getting Wilson Chandler, so it was a fit for both teams. I think that's exactly what the Thunder will try to look for next summer as free agency opens, is somebody wants to get off some money, get under the tax line. Somebody needs to make a little bit of extra room to sign a free agent. The Thunder are there. Somebody needs a third team in a trade uh, to ship somebody off to. The Thunder are sitting there in prime position with this massive trade exception. So I... If, if it gets used, which is a big if, I'd say less than 20% chance it gets used. But if it gets used, I would say probably next summer. I, yeah, I think that's a good point. So anyways, from at Extreme Thunder fans. They have all the questions. I bet they're really... <laughs> They're really extreme. Have you guys ever seen Harold and Kumar go to White, White Castle? White Castle, yes. yes. <laughs> extreme! Doritos. Uh, they say, what do you see the roles of the new players, as in Nerlens Noel, Dennis Schroeder, and Tender Love and Care, or Timothy Lualu Cabarro? Do you think Dennis Schroeder will be good outside of the team? Which rookies, which are non-Ferg, will be with the Thunder the most and which will be with the blue. So let's pick one of these three questions and answer it well instead of half-assing <laughs> all three. So the fair. third one we already kind of covered, right? Yeah. yeah, but I don't think the second one's really viable, and I, it kind of confuses me. So let's answer number one. Cool. What are the roles of the new players? So Jacob, go. Noel is going to be the bench big, probably plays, what, like 20 minutes a night? Um, yep. Defense first, catch lobs. Uh, apparently, he's a really good ball mover. He passes well, so that'll be exciting. Schroeder really is going to be a sixth man of the year candidate. And TLC. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, Thunder TL- haven't had that since Reggie, you know, and I, before that, James Harden. Definitely. TLC is going to compete for some of those minutes that Ferguson is, and Abrinas are going to get. That's why I think one of those three are probably out of here. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think TLC, he's listed as a small forward, which is kind of interesting. I think he could probably play a little shooting guard as well, but they'll probably play him primarily on uh, at the three, the small forward position. I think you're exactly right, Jacob. I think it's going to be a toss-up between Ferg, Abrinas, and him. And we'll see you know, who ends up getting those minutes. Um, i probably put both of them above him at this point. But if Abrinas gets traded, you know, he'll be – and they're competing with minutes for Ferg. So yep, definitely. I think you nailed Noel and, and Schroeder for sure. Yeah. I'm really excited. I'm, I'm getting more and more excited about Schroeder. If he can keep his head on mm-hmm. straight, I mean, a potential six man of the year candidate. Uh, and he seems really excited about that and yeah, accepting definitely. of that. So, well, real extreme thunder fans, as I'm podcasting, my fiance is actually in the other room and she has answered the question for you, uh, for me anyways, she says the roles for, Nerlens Noel, Dennis Schroeder, and Timothy Luwawu Cabarro will not to be will not will to be not to suck ass. So that's that a fair point. What their roles are? That's the that, uh, role players. Very Let's fair hope point. they can play those roles well. Yeah, so that's it. <laughs> so uh, at Amateur Legends, at it again with another question: If Abrinas isn't consistently producing by the All Star break, is he shipped out? 
Also, is TLC a capable backup for George? We kind of Think touched it, on the second one already yeah. a little bit. Uh, and we kind of touched on Abrinas, too. We're kind yeah. of thinking he may be um, out of here soon yeah maybe he's out of here soon maybe he's out of here late maybe they keep him you know i just think for me if it comes down to they're looking to improve the roster and ways to do that you have a brinus who is a little bit older uh he's a shooter and he's on an expiring contract and you have ferguson who's a freak athlete really long and lanky 20 years old He's under contract for three more years, and then he's a restricted free agent. You can lock him up for another four or five. Um, The Thunder always value those rookie contracts and the cheapness that Ferguson will come at for the next three to four years. So, yes, I think there is a chance that Abrinas could be shipped out. I think he is the most likely guy to be shipped out next if they make a trade. I did like what Royce and Andrew Schlecht and John Hamm all mentioned on the Dream Team. Is don't get too attached to any of these role players because you never know. I yep. mean, even they even mentioned, you know, Stephen Adams is on the table for the right deal, right? Because PG and Russ are your core. So, uh, you, you know, you definitely have to keep that in mind. But definitely. I think Brinas is definitely at the bottom of that list. Kamir, you got anything to add? Um, you know, I always love Tender Love and Care as a backup for George. You just got to give George a little TLC. Yeah, that's all That's all he needs. His uh, wife already does that. <laughs> that's why he's got okay, two kids. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> From at Clark Matthews, he says, Mike Muscala provided something the Thunder really needed, but Sam Presti flipped them for a Houston clone. Should that make us worry about Presti's confidence in Robertson returning to form? Well, Muscala was $5 million, and TLC is a little over $1 million. So part of it was just financial, I think. That's a good point. Also, we have a pretty loaded front court right now, you know, between P-Pat, Jeremy Grant, uh, Noel, and obviously Steven Adams. And Dakari Johnson, how dare you disrespect him? Dakari, Summer League, Thunder, MVP, Possible between him and Hamilton, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> Dakari Johnson, so, the, uh, the lowest vertical and draft combine history at half an inch. Uh, but yeah. So, uh, let, me, let, let me let me go about it. I do not think that uh, Timothy, uh, look at my carrot hoe, is a Houston clone because simply they play different positions. Their bodies are configured totally differently. Uh, Luwalu Karabo, TLC, he is more athletic. He has a very athletic frame. He's quicker off the jump. Let me just run by some stats real quick. From three-point percentage, Josh Eustace in this last season shot 28%. Timothy... Luwawu or TLC shot about 34%. Will you just do me a if favor you, and read nice. the free throw percentages for both, if please? If you want to look at the free throw percentages, because that's what I was going to get to. Oh, sorry. Jump Josh the gun Eustace. <laughs> Still in his Josh thunder. Josh Eustace, a career 24% free throw shooter. <laughs> Woo! Holy uh, shit. TLC and 80 Andre Robertson is laughing at him right shooter. now. Yeah. 83% free throw shooter. And then as far as from the field... As far as we're concerned from the field, TLC, TLC excuse me, shoots 39% from the field, whereas Houston, you got 35%, but damn, those free throws, though. 
Yeah. Poor Josh. God, I think Josh right. was like two of like 26 at some point last year. Dude so, really did not make free throws. He's a good dude, too. I feel bad for I, him, but you know. I do not believe that... I do not believe that he is a a Houston clone, but I like I'm like I said, and like we've all been saying, Abrinas is still out there to be dangled with a possible trade exception for a stretch four. Even though you have Patterson, do you want more stretch fours in the team? Mike Muscala is a slow white guy that can shoot threes. We want more of those guys. Yeah, and I don't know how good of a defender Muscala is. And whenever I was watching uh, Schroeder highlights, the Atlanta announcers kept calling him Muskie, and that yeah, made me then, really uncomfortable, like and that. so I don't want him. Made, made me feel uncomfortable, too, as well. I don't want anyone whose nickname is Muskie. That sounds like he grew up in a trailer home. <laughs> smells musky in here. Yeah. 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 Sounds like a, something you would name like your pet ferret. Musky the. Or it sounds like the name of like. Musky also sounds like the name of some like really poor like Soviet soldier from World War Two. What? Like a Rusi, a Musky. Kind of also makes me think of a musket. That's a yeah musket. If he would play with a musket, I would want him. It just it just reminds me like. It reminds me of the word musty, and I hate that word. That's that's kind of a Which word do you dislike more, musty or moist? Musty. Oof. Taylor? You're like, look uh, at this moist. Look at this balled up. Look at this balled up T-shirt with like ketchup on it. It's this sh- musky. Sh- <laughs> Must musty and moist. <laughs> oh man, I I don't. No, no, moist isn't that bad of a word for me, but must musky, musty. <laughs> Um, that to me, musty means it's moist, but it Moldy. smells funny. Moldy. Right. So That's it's like weird. moist, but we worse. Stop talking about it. All right. Well, hey, thanks for listening to our <laughs> podcast. Uh, if you enjoyed it, please go leave us a five star rating and a review on iTunes. It would mean the world to us. I think we're at forty four. Hey, once we hit fifty reviews, fifty ratings on iTunes, as long as you guys aren't a bunch of assholes and give us like one stars. Once we hit 50, we'll do a t-shirt giveaway. So get us to 50. Um, Also, subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play. Follow us on Twitter at the the underscore uncontested. Make sure you check out Andrew, Passive Juice Motel. Uh, He's on Twitter and Instagram. And the website is shop.passivejuicemotel.com. Going to be wanting to follow those socials because we are going to be dropping that Dennis the Menace print here pretty soon and it's going to be awesome. You're going to want to see it. You can check out our website theuncontestedsports.com for articles, bios, all kinds of cool stuff. Make sure you follow these dudes. Taylor is at Taylor underscore P15. Kamiar is at BoomtownRW. Myself, I am at ThunderMob405. Hey, Carmelo Anthony's not a part of this team anymore. We're actually going to play go fast. chasing waterfalls. Kamiar will literally sing that every time TLC scores next year. To. I know that you're going to have it your have way. Have a good day and thunder up. At all, but I think you're moving too fast. <laughs>
I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.